Welcome back to the Tell Them You Mean Business podcast. Today, we have a special spooky Halloween episode for you featuring Taylor Nicole, the creator of Gosconson. If you don't already know, Taylor's Gosconson account educates viewers about Wisconsin's haunted history. Hear how Taylor started Gosconson. Listen to a true Wisconsin spooky story and play along as Taylor gets put to the test in a special Halloween Hupie hot seat game. Also on this episode, listen to a case result reading about a client who was an infant at a Madison area daycare center. Stay tuned for all this and more here on this episode of Tell Them You Mean Business. Well, I am so excited to be back at the podcast today with Taylor, the creator of the TikTok account, Gosconson. Taylor, I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for being a guest. And tell us a little bit about Gosconson and how you got it going and what caused you to do this amazing work here in Wisconsin. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. It's very cool to be here in studio. Uh, but Gosconson is... Um, it's been kind of a long time coming um, in an unsuspecting way. So uh, long story short, the short version would be that um, it started during the pandemic. Okay. I was bartending during the pandemic, and um, obviously th things weren't great around that time for service workers. Um, I was bartending full time, and then suddenly I was unemployed for like three to four months. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, it was, it was not fun. It was not good. So I more or less needed to find something to really occupy my time. Um, prior to this bartending full-time, I was a student. So I always had things to, you know, keep me engaged. And then suddenly I had a, all this time to myself and I right. didn't know what to do with it. Um, so I downloaded TikTok like a lot of other people did. And I'm embarrassed to say I did the same <laughs> darn thing. It catches you. It gets you good. But um, I downloaded TikTok and I never expected to to create any sort of content on there. Like I just thought I'd be a consumer. Um, right. Like with most social media, I never took it too seriously. Um, and then I started making goofy videos here and there with no intention of doing anything with it. Just making fun videos. Once again, probably just out of boredom. And... Um, it wasn't until I made a video about Quick Trip in Wisconsin that that just blew up. Blew up being like, it got like 10,000 views. But for someone who had maybe 200 followers, I was like, whoa, something, something is going on. And then something clicked that when you make Wisconsin content, a lot of creators in the area call it Wisconsin, um, it does really well, which is, it was interesting to see. So from there, I was like, how can I turn this into something I'm going to be more interested in? Right. Um, and I grew up studying Wisconsin paranormal stories. My mom was always really fascinated in them. And we had a lot of different books about the different like Wisconsin hauntings and stuff and Wisconsin true crime as well. And um, from there, I was like, well, let's just relay some of these stories to the public and see how it does. And the first video I did that was essentially like goth Wisconsin. Uh -huh. um, amassed over a hundred thousand views wow and once again that was when i only had like a couple hundred followers so That's i was crazy. like people like this people and so many people had said you know i had never heard of this i live here and i've never heard of this 
Um, well, I want to stop you for a sec. Yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. go back a little bit, <laughs> learn a little bit more about you and how you yeah. got into this paranormal stuff. Where were you born and raised? Um, so I was born and raised in Kewanee, Wisconsin. Okay. Yep. And then I went to school at UW-Green Bay. Okay. Yep. And when did your mom first introduce you to any of this paranormal type stuff and, and get you intrigued by it? So it's interesting because you could almost say she introduced me kind of just right from the start. But there was a level of her protecting me from like scary movies and stuff. I remember growing up and she'd be like, you can't watch this. You can't watch the scary movies. I have two older brothers. So, okay. you know, she'd be like, you can't watch like the scary movies they're watching. Um, so there was that level of protectiveness. But I want to say in like fourth or fifth grade for me, uh, my dad was selling property up north. And on one of our trips, we bought a book, um, I believe it's called The Haunted Wisconsin Road Guide. It's by one of my favorite authors, Chad Lewis, and uh, one of his writing partners, Terry Fisk. Okay. And it's just full of um, haunted Wisconsin places, and it's broken up via region. Um, so she let me read that book, and it was cool because while we were traveling so much with my dad, helping him with this up north real estate, I could like see where the hauntings were, where we were going. Um, so that was my first big introduction. And was there an instant attraction to the concept? And did it stick with you then moving forward? Or was there a period of time then you kind of lost interest and were doing other things and then came back to it? Tell us about that. Yeah, actually, like, yes and no to that question. Okay. So I've always been interested, um, you know, reading from a young age about different haunted Wisconsin stories was super fascinating. But had you told me in high school or college that I would go on to pursue it, that would absolutely blow my mind. Like that was never a thought in my mind. I would watch all the paranormal shows. You've got like Ghost Adventures with Zach Bagans where, you know, they're, it's very over-exaggerated and more so entertainment um, than paranormal research. But I always found it really interesting. I just never expected to do it. So it was always a thought in the back of my mind, but I never thought it would manifest into this. And what was your major in college? Um, arts management. Okay. I think a very underappreciated major. I'm putting in my little plug for it. Um, well, you're obviously very creative and it yeah. shows in what you've done and Thank entrepreneurial you. as well, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we fast forward. You, you're, you're still interested in it, but you don't necessarily think of it as a, a way to develop a career. COVID hits. And you said you did the quick trip TikTok. What was that all about? I'm just curious. You mentioned it and I'm thinking, well, what did you do about quick trip? Okay. So it was, um, I remember which one I was at. It was the Sockville quick trip right off the highway. I've actually been there. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I got coffee creamer from them. I don't remember why, but I actually got like a take home thing from them. And um, it said non-dairy creamer. This is so, so silly. It said non-dairy creamer. But then on the ingredients, it says contains milk. And I was like, how mm. how can it be a non-dairy creamer? It's an oxymoron there. Yeah, because um, I try and stick to like oat milk and a lot of milk alternatives. Right. And so I'd seen that and I was like, oh, I'm kind of shocked that they would have this. And I checked the ingredients and I was like, but there's, it like contains yeah. milk. Um, so the TikTok was just me being like, quick trip, what is up with this? And a lot of people explained in the comments, I couldn't relay why they're able 
to package it like that, but they are. And I learned my lesson. But yeah, people really ate it up and they were like, that's so strange. It's funny because I have seen other people do TikToks from Wisconsin on Quick Trip mm -hmm. just because it is such a Wisconsin. Since oh, we have yeah. offices throughout the Midwest and I drive around to some of the other offices, you don't see Quick Trips there. You see something. I know in Iowa, for example, they have a different brand. But mm -hmm. it's funny that you would start with a Quick Trip and here we are. Yeah. Okay, so then you realize Wisconsin content is a good way for somebody to get out, get some videos out there that people are going to be interested in. Then you bring back your paranormal interest. And then what is the first TikTok you ever do? Uh, go in a little more detail about that for the paranormal. You said it had over, what, 100,000 mm -hmm. views. And what about that in the comments and stuff were people all excited about? And then how did you take that and then go to where you are now, which is like unbelievable how far you've taken this and how exciting the TikToks are and the following. And tell us about that. Yeah, it's it's funny you ask because it has become, it is literally at this point full circle because the first video I did about goth Wisconsin content, paranormal content, was on the city of Whitewater or the town of Whitewater being America's second Salem. Um, and I actually just recently reposted one of those videos. And yeah, I saw it with again, a triangle, right? It talked about, yes, was that the one yes. with the triangle? Mm -hmm. Yep, the witch's triangle it's, yeah. it's referred to. So um, yeah, like I said, just really full circle. But that was the first video I did. It was I think I just called it like the witches of Whitewater. And it's about how um, Whitewater, Wisconsin is considered Second Salem because there are so many cases of witch sightings around town and so many paranormal spooky stories. There's supposedly like a cursed book in the UW-Whitewater library. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, there is so, so much. I actually, I found this out because I went to go visit a friend there and they had mentioned to me, they were like, yeah, this place is super haunted. Um, and this was when I was in college and I was like, whoa, what are you talking about? So they kind of gave me a peek into it, but it wasn't until this goth Wisconsin video that I actually sat down and did the research. And I was like, it's it's truly endless. There's apparently a lake monster there. Um, America's first school of spiritualism started there, which is kind of that, a yeah. wild piece of like true genuine history. Um, so that's where it started. Um, and like I said, full circle now, that's the one I just recently reposted. So the thing about it is people just people just don't believe it's going on in their town. Like they're like, I live in Whitewater and I've never heard of this. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting to me to watch some of your TikToks and see that. And I was like, wow, that that is really interesting. Yeah. Has there, have you ever done any research or did a TikTok or got involved in anything paranormal where you actually got really spooked? Did anything ever happen to you where you actually got spooked? Hmm. There was, oh my goodness, I'm trying to think of what case it was exactly. There, Well, there have been a couple cases where I feel like I've picked them up and just cannot get pen to paper, which my research process is, um, I try and be fairly extensive. I try and get as much research as I can. And usually it's pretty easy for me to start at least like writing down notes, but sometimes I just can't bring myself to do it. And I never know why that like creative block happens. And I can't help but get a little superstitious and be like, maybe I'm not supposed to cover this. One example of that was Black River Falls. Um, the town through the, the late 1800s into the early 1900s, supposedly went through this curse where just a lot of, and this is all documented. This isn't like um, hearsay or anything. It, it's documented crimes uh, that, are, that are just heinous. I obviously won't go into like detail with it, but just crime after crime after crime that's like, well, 
what was in the water at this point? So that was one of those stories that definitely kind of scared me because it was more of a psychological sure. thing. Um, and like I said, all well documented and stuff. And one of those stories too, where I couldn't get my pen to paper. And I was like, maybe I'm not supposed to talk about this right now. So as superstitious as that. Yeah, is. no, I totally get it. Do you have a favorite story or something that you've covered or researched that is just like your favorite? Like you talked about the whitewater, it's coming mm -hmm. full circle. I don't know if that's it, but anything else you can point to and, and tell the listeners about that you researched and you found just so fascinating yeah. uh, what you found. So whitewater is up there for sure, um, just because, once again, there's so much to it. If you haven't looked into it, uh, you, you got it. Just do a quick search of haunted whitewater and you'll be so surprised. I think the other big one in Wisconsin would be the Summerwind Mansion. And that is um, an old mansion from way up north. It's right at the border of the UP in Wisconsin, I believe. And um it's, it's your classic haunted house story, but it's such an extreme case. It's noted as one of the most haunted houses cases in America. It's no longer standing, unfortunately. It actually got struck by lightning. Mm. I think for me, the craziest thing about that story is um, they were renovating this big mansion to turn it into a bed and breakfast at this time, I believe. And Glad I never stayed there. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's like I said, it is so spooky, but and this is one of the examples is they had multiple construction crews apparently walk off the job because they would come in every day and the rooms would be different dimensions. So it's almost like the house itself was a living, like breathing thing. Wow. You hear like there was that kids movie monster house where the house had a mind of its own. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what this story gives you is that this house is just on a level of its own. And then for it to be taken out by a lightning strike, it's like, what are the chances? Yeah, exactly. Very interesting. I've never really done any research or looked into paranormal stuff. Obviously, I, I saw your tick, a bunch of your TikToks and found them interesting. In terms of paranormal in Wisconsin versus other places, have you ever done or looked into whether you think there's more of it here or more interesting stuff here than there'd be other places? Have you have you done any looking in that regard? I have. Um, yeah. So I'm super familiarized with stories from all over the country. It's just my TikTok audience is primarily Wisconsinites. So those are what I cover just because they generally do a little better. Um, there are places like Georgia is supposedly very haunted. Um, New Orleans is also a heavy hitter. And I feel like Wisconsin is the, the underdog of it. Like, I don't think it has a lot of credibility for being a super haunted, spooky place. But with how many stories there are, I want to like put it on the map for paranormal research and say, hey, I don't think you guys realize just how much this for one, huge state has to offer, but right. two, um, just it's such a historic state too that there's so much paranormal history that goes along with that. So, well, you have over a hundred and thirty thousand TikTok followers, and you've received over two point six million likes. These numbers are crazy. Yeah. How often are you contacted by other paranormal creators from the round or from around the country to talk to you about what's going on here versus what's going on in their area? Um, fairly often, I guess around the country is a little more seldom, um, just because like I am so based here. Um, I am, I was in touch with, um, the Hodeg store up in Rhinelander mm -hmm. and they were kind of the ones to get me, um, 
super into the paranormal industry, which I'm super grateful for them. Ben, who runs the Hoday store, really helped me out because he recommend recommended me to a podcast called On Wednesdays We Talk Weird. And that's a paranormal podcast um, with the hosts being from two different states. One is from Illinois, one's from Ohio. So I think that kind of put me on the map to talk to more paranormal investigators and stuff. Um to touch on that real quick, I myself, I just want to give the disclaimer, I'm not a paranormal investigator. So I think that's why they usually don't reach out to me is okay. someone might share a story with me to potentially cover, um, but it's got to have a little more length and history behind it. Obviously, if someone just has a picture supposedly of a ghost, I can't just be like, <laughs> look at this, you know, there's got to be a little more yeah. uh, density to it. So. And before we started the the podcast today, you talked about a conference or something that's coming up, a paranormal conference. What type of things do you get to do with those paranormal conferences and things to learn more and get you excited about other things that may be happening here in Wisconsin? Yeah. So with um, the paranormal conference, so it's the Milwaukee Paranormal Conference. And um, it's going to be at Alverno College. It's going to be just a bunch of different speakers and vendors. And through there, it's a great networking opportunity. Um, not to make this industry sound, you know, so like professional, uh, but it is, it's really good networking um, to meet other paranormal creators, paranormal investigators, and see kind of what they're doing. And then others can follow that to learn more about the industry and um, find out other spooky stories and stuff. If you're trying to venture into more creators that aren't just Wisconsin-based, this conference would be a great way to do so. So... And where do you want to take your Goskonson TikTok? As you look where you're going to go over the next 12 months, yeah. do you, have you given it some thought as to what you're going to bring or what you want to do or other exciting things? Because I'll tell you, to all the listeners out there, if you have not gone to Goskonson, I encourage you to go there. It For someone that had no idea about anything paranormal until my marketing team said you were coming in and, and they sent me the link and I was there listening and watching the TikToks, I found it so interesting. And you can get a lot of information in a three-minute TikTok. I mean, you mm -hmm. can really get a flavor. Like I got a really good flavor for the whitewater stuff we've already talked about and looked at other of your TikToks. But where do you want to take this moving forward? You have done, and again, I want to say this, an amazing job. I mean, 130,000 followers. That is awesome. Thank you so much. So where I want to take it is I want some sort of publication of the Goths, and stuff. Um, Maybe not quite a book, just because that seems to be a very scary, daunting task. Eventually, it would be really cool um, even just to make my own. I don't know if you're familiar with like zines, but they're kind of like no. handmade. They're essentially like handmade little um, paper books or okay. magazines. I'd love to hand make one and have um, that to give out to people just to learn about um, haunted Wisconsin stuff, just full of blurbs about different places. I think that'd be really fun. I think another big goal of mine is to just dive more into social media content creation and turn that into an actual full-time job. Um, I do already put in the full-time hours, but to actually like have a title as content creator and self-sustain from that full-time would just be phenomenal. And I mean, if we're really shooting for the stars, maybe like a show on Travel Channel or something like Ghost Adventures would be cool. But that that's a pretty big reach. Well, so. you know, we got to dream big. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you're not dreaming big and thinking about making it better, you might as well just give it up. So True. that's awesome. Now, 
you're obviously doing a great job in this, but you have to have some other interests. So it'd be silly of me not to ask, what are some of your other interests and hobbies and things you like to do when you're not doing Goss and the paranormal stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I love going to shows. Um, so my boyfriend is actually a promoter in town and he, um, puts on a lot of shows. He books a lot of great artists in the area. So all sorts of different like rock and alternative and punk shows. That's definitely my scene. And what else? Just uh, video gaming. There you go. As nerdy as it is, I that love doesn't sound video nerdy. Hey, we all have our interests that are our own. That's what makes us unique mm-hmm. and us, and that's great. Now that you're famous, because you are famous, <laughs> I would ask, do you ever get recognized out in public? And tell us a little bit about that. Literally right before I came here, at Quick Trip, uh, I got a coffee this morning, and there was someone that just kind of stopped and stared. And he's like, excuse me. And I was like... How can I help you? Because <laughs> usually they have a look that indicates they recognize. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was kind of kind of being coy about it. And he goes, you are her. And I was like, yep, TikTok. And so we were talking about that a little bit. But it truly is every time I leave the house. I think it's the green hair. For well, those that's, of you, yeah, that's a giveaway yeah. in some way. If you're listening, I have bright green hair. So so yeah. that is definitely a big indicator. Uh, but yeah, it happens just about every day. And every how do you day. feel about that just in general? Is it make are you are you used to it now because it happens so often? Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely I never want to be used to it because I always want to um I, I never want to take this for granted. No. This is what I've wanted my whole life. I always kind of wanted to be famous, as silly as that sounds. I think, Doesn't sound I think silly. a lot of people have that. Sure. So I definitely never want to take it for granted. I always want to be grateful for people feeling comfortable enough to approach me and like start a conversation. I will say I am a bit used to it now. I know um if I'm preparing to go out, like I might I might maybe not go out in my sweatpants because I know someone might come up to me or something. Yeah. So um no, it's very, it's very, very cool. Um, so a level of me is used to it, but but I'm not still... saying it in a bad way. You no, have no, to no, be. You've no. been confronted so many times. Yeah, you, absolutely. You do get used to I it. um, I yeah, I just never take it for granted. That's well, the best way to put it. I can see you lighting up and the smile, and obviously it's super exciting to be passionate about something like you are, turn it into something successful, and then to have people get excited about you and recognize you. That that really must feel good because mm-hmm. it's a, it's just labor of love. Everything you do, as you say, you're putting in more than full time work, and and you you should be recognized for the great work you're doing. Before we do the last part of the tick, tick or sorry, TikTok. Before <laughs> we do the last part of the podcast, I was told I haven't seen it, but that you were at State Fair and you ate an apple that was covered in bugs. Oh, and no. I said to my crack marketing team, "Tell me the bugs were actually chocolate. They weren't real bugs." And they tell me that the apple had real bugs on it. Yeah. Did you eat an apple at State Fair <laughs> that had at State Fair that had actual bugs on it? I did. Oh my goodness. It's Tell a- me how you got yourself involved <laughs> in eating an apple with bugs on it. Now, this is my dad's fault. Um, I'm putting the blame fully on him and he'll he'll take full Dad, how could you do this to your <laughs> lovely daughter? Make her eat an apple with bugs on it. So he we call him Papa Goth Wisconsin. And it's really cool because my parents were never super tech savvy growing up. They'll be the first to admit that. But when I told them about this endeavor, they were like, well, that's really interesting. But, you know, you do you will support it, whatever. Um, so um, not this past state fair, but the state fair prior. Uh, so um uh, 2021, they uh, had a bug cupcake. And my dad and I love the state fair. It's like, it's our big tradition. We print off the sporkies, highlight which ones we're going to try, where they are. Like it, 
it's like our Super Bowl. Um, That's hilarious. It's we take it so seriously, but it's so fun. And that year they had this bug cupcake and that was the year returning from the pandemic and stuff, too. So we were like, we got to go big. We're going to try it now. The bug cupcake. This is going to sound foul. It was not bad. Because they were tiny. The cupcake itself was really well made. Sure. Um, you had a lot of frosting to cover the bugs. Yeah. And there was there was. – I'm sweet. throwing up a little bit in my mouth just so you know. <laughs> yeah, we were too. Um, <laughs> no, so there there was like a scorpion on top, but he ate that. So like the bug cupcake, no big deal, right? And, and that was, just wasn't enough for you? You had to, as you say, go big or go home, and then you had to go to an apple. Well, so now he says this year he had told me, you know, we got to try whatever bug item there is. And it was a chocolate, for one, it was a chocolate-covered apple, which is already a little odd. Mm-hmm. Maybe caramel next time. But um, chocolate-covered apple with big bugs on. And Oof. it was like... It was not like the cupcake experience. The cupcake was like you almost didn't even know what you were doing, where this was like you were very aware of what was happening. He said, no, we got to do it. He took a much bigger bite than I did. Oof. And sure enough, he's in that TikTok with me. He gets a kick out oh, of I'm it. I'm going to look so. at that TikTok today. Oh, it is um, it is gnarly. We tried to add some comedic levels to it. Um, and he is he's a very funny and outgoing person. So it's nice having him in those videos. Would not do it without him. If you weren't encouraging me to do it, I would not. You can't be see the my bugs. face, but it's cringeworthy right now. <laughs> the faces I'm making. So, for everyone that's listening out and hears the, hears this, I would definitely not go to the Gosconson house on Halloween because you will probably get candy with bugs on it. So, if you know where Taylor lives, do not go to her house for <laughs> Halloween because they may be serving bug related candy items or other treats. Well, Taylor, this has been amazing. But before we let you go, all of our guests have to play a game with us. We call it the Hupy Hot Seat, the Halloween edition, where you answer three questions and test your knowledge on Hupy and Abraham trivia. So here is question number one. What percentage of parents do not go trick-or-treating with their children? A, 30%, B, 50%, C, 70%. I immediately thought 30, so I'm going to go with A. Okay, the answer is actually C, 70%. Oh that gosh. strikes me as shocking. Wild. Yeah, I would not. I think my daughter was still trick-or-treating at 15, and I would still go with her just because I was fearful. Yeah. Okay, true or false, it's two and a half times more dangerous to be a pedestrian on Halloween. True. You're right, true. With many children out in the dark, it's difficult to see, and it can be very dangerous. So good answer with true. Which of the following is not considered a dangerous costume piece? A, mask, B, light-up costumes, or C, capes? I'm going to go with light-up costumes. No, that is definitely right. Light-up costumes can make you more noticeable to drivers. Okay. Okay. So Taylor, thank you so much. It's been a treat to get to know you and learn more about uh, Goskonsin. I find it extremely interesting. I'm going to follow you immediately uh, after we're done here today. And good luck with all you're doing in the future. And I can't wait to hear more about what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Tell Them You Mean Business. Be sure to check out our Tell Them You Mean Business social media contest this month where you have the chance to win a professional podcasting microphone and studio headphone kit. This contest will begin on October 1st on the Hupy and Abraham Instagram and Facebook pages. Good luck. If you want more information about the topics covered on this podcast, visit hupy.com 
or email info at hupy.com. And remember, if you are injured in an accident, call Hupy and Abraham at 800-800-5678 to tell them you mean business.